Canadian cities need to relax their zoning policies if they want to tap into billions in federal funds available for the construction of new homes. That was one of the messages delivered by Sean Fraser, the Canadian Housing Minister at the Empire Club of Canada in Toronto last week. Here are three main points from his message. Number one, if you want to tap into the fund, be more ambitious than your neighbours. This is a quote from Sean about the federal government's $4 billion housing accelerator fund that they rolled out in March of 2023. The fund is in place to fast-track the construction of 100,000 new homes countrywide by 2024-2025. The money is given to the municipalities through the Canadian Mortgage and Housing Corporation, and they've made the elimination of exclusionary zoning a key best practice for successful applications. Essentially, they want the money to be used for mixed-use development and high-density residential projects near urban cores and transit corridors. In his message, Fraser mentioned, there are cities who won't receive funding because they don't want to end exclusionary zoning in Canada. I know who some of them are, and maybe they'll change their ways. Love them or hate them, high-density residential projects are a great way to add housing units with limited space. Number two, immigration is part of the solution. Fraser, the previous immigration minister, acknowledged that high levels of immigration have been intensifying Canada's housing crisis. He also mentioned international students are putting pressure on the market and said some institutions were exploiting the international student program for financial gain, something the government needed to address. He also believes building more homes and immigration go hand in hand and that we should target individuals who have talent in skilled trades, an area where we have a shortage in Canada. Number three, we need to move towards mass construction. Fraser states that he talks to people in communities that believe if we build homes the way we have for the past century, we would never get out of the situation we're in now. He highlighted the plan for pre-approved designs that Ottawa announced in December. This would aim to expedite the construction of multiplexes and senior and student residences by providing pre-approved plans to developers. He says this will help not only big developers, but also some smaller players in the market who may be looking to avoid the cost of an architect for the construction of their first fourplex. It's definitely no secret. Zoning and approval can take a very long time in Canada. Are these three-point solutions to the housing crisis? Well, maybe not, but they are a step in the right direction. Remember what Fraser mentioned about immigration? Well, five days after he spoke, the new immigration minister, Mark Miller, announced a two-year cap on international student admissions. The minister stated the cap will give the federal and provincial government time to curb a system that he says is taking advantage of high international student tuition while in some cases providing a poor education. Now, it isn't an outright ban on international students, but they are setting a cap of 364,000 approved study permits in 2024, which would result in a 35% reduction year-over-year year in the number of international students. 
This cap will not apply to students at graduate levels of studies, including master's and doctoral studies. He also mentioned that in the coming weeks, they will be announcing that open work permits will only be allowed and be available to spouses of international students enrolled in master's and doctoral programs, as well as professional programs such as medicine and law. Spouses of international students enrolled in any other level of study, including undergraduate and college programs, will not be eligible for a work permit. In theory, this is designed to disincentivize spouses of international students to come to Canada. Recently, they have also doubled the amount students would need to show in their bank account from $10,000 to $20,635. In theory, this is to help with the gigantic tuition international students have to pay. How did we get here? Well, the number of foreign student visas has tripled in a decade in Canada to more than 1 million international study permit holders at the end of December. 2023. So how does this affect housing? Well, in theory, the majority of international students rent and a reduction in international students should put downward pressure on rent growth due to decreased demand. If supply stays the same, this should mean we see a reduction in the growth of rent, which reached an all-time high in December. This could affect the resale market if individuals are using an income approach to value a property as the income would not be as high as previous years. Now, I believe that this could have some effect on the rental market. I think prices will still grow, but potentially not as quickly. Let's see what happens. Finally, some good news. The Bank of Canada held their policy interest rate on January 24th, 2024 keeping at where it's been since July at 5%. Now, most individuals thought this would happen, so it wasn't really a shock to the market, but what was interesting was the press conference following the announcement. Tiff Macklem stated that the bank is shifting from whether or not their policy rate is restrictive enough to how long it needs to stay at its current level. This could be signaling that their job is done and we might see some rate cuts in the future. Bond markets continue to price in 33% odds of a quarter point cut in March and 55% odds of a 0.5% cut by June. However, they did make it clear that they remain concerned about inflation and referenced the impact of high shelter costs, which are one of the biggest contributors to that inflation. The Bank of Canada also released some economic projections in their monetary policy report. Not many changes here, but they did revise their GDP growth forecast for 2023 to 1%, down from 1.2% in their previous report in October. They also think GDP will be slow in 2024 with annual growth at 0.8%, which was down from 0.9%. Their inflation forecast was relatively unchanged. They had it at 2.8% for 2024 and a return to the low 2% by 2025. This was unchanged from their October prediction. The question is, when will the highly anticipated rate cuts start to surface? In the past, the central bank has decreased their rate to try to stimulate the economy in a period of economic downturn. 
I think it all depends on what happens February 29th when the Q4 GDP data comes out. If it is a result of a negative number and we are in a recession, we could potentially see some cuts in the spring or summer. The bank did reduce their 2023 GDP forecast by 0.2%. Could this be a sign that they expect the Q4 number to be negative? Well, I guess we'll have to wait till February. Well, that's all for me, folks. Thank you for listening. This has been another episode of the Canadian Real Estate News Podcast. I'm your host, Alex Blenkarn, and until next time, take care.